Welcome to All Things in the Name of Love. If you like this show, please like, subscribe, and share. Thanks. Welcome to another episode of All Things in the Name of Love. Today I have with me John Lawyer, who is a former soldier and now has become a spiritual guide of Kishar. Is that, am I saying that right? That's right. And I want to talk to you. The first thing I was guided to feel is like going from this going from one extreme to not an other extreme, but just a, a deeper awareness. Um, are you let's start with that? Like, how did you like were you always intuitive or did it come after you served or during your service? You know, I I wasn't ever on like an overt spiritual path until okay. I kind of I, I, you know, I I didn't my sister was always very spiritual, but um, and then had explored a lot of different kind of aspects of that. But myself, I, I was kind of lost in war all those years. And so spending, you know, I was, I think 12 out of the first 15 years of my adult life in Kuwait, Iraq wow. and Afghanistan, I, I kind of got lost in all of that. So I didn't really have time for spirituality or God or even myself really. Mm-hmm. So, um, I didn't, I, when I, I kind of had like this moment of understanding or clarity over two years ago, and it was very intense. It was sudden, and uh, I, you know, when that when that happened, suddenly here I am on a spirit. I mean, you're always on a journey, whether you know it or not, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now I now I know I'm on the journey suddenly, <laughs> and you know, I didn't I didn't know how to talk about it with with people or myself, mm-hmm. so I had to like study and read up a lot just so that I could kind of explain it to myself, so I could talk to other people about it. So I've I've spent a lot of time doing that so that, that I could have a conversation just with people like you. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a fascinating thing. I remember, um, I, I was spiritual as a kid and I shut it down. And then when my dad died in 2009, um, he left his body like, and then I was like, Oh, I thought I knew who I was. I don't have a clue. So I've been, (laughs) I've been, I've been like, uncovering all of the programs and the layers since then and how has that been for you after what you experienced like are you finding grace and compassion and yeah i i think grace and compassion are two great words to describe it honestly because you know all those years that i was doing you know working in the military industrial complex as a soldier and then i after a soldier i was a civilian doing the same job for all those years wow i you know it's it's like low-grade trauma that i had and then there's like uh there's high-grade trauma events that happen within that so Mm -hmm. yeah i was i was pretty um i was part of this dark system right that mm-hmm. does there's some good that it does but there's all this evil that it does is dark that it does so mm-hmm. you're part of that you see it you see that you see the impact it has on yourself your brothers and sisters in arms you see the impact it has on civilians and the impact that it has on the the quote unquote enemy the longer i served the the more i saw the enemy is just like humans you know just mm-hmm. other humans mm-hmm. and so i think seeing all that darkness definitely helps you see the light better. I think that's why a lot of people that are in, um, 
you know, the, the spiritual community and trying to help others or help others help themselves often have seen darkness because mm -hmm. I think it helps people see the light. Um, it helps me see, it helped me see the light. So I think that definitely played a role in uh, where I would eventually get to. And I think compassion and grace for myself, I had to have that to, in order to be able to uh, completely, not completely, but to mostly heal from it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because we are on a journey. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a process. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> How have you navigated um, finding those subconscious aspects of yourself? I try to to do things like I try to incorporate rituals like uh, meditation. I, mm -hmm. I had a therapist, the VA, who was into Eastern medicine, which is... That's awesome. a mathematical imp improbability. Uh, <laughs> and she taught me mindfulness and I didn't really, I wasn't really, really able to wrap myself around it back then when she first taught me. Mm -hmm. Um, but it definitely informed my, pro you know, my, like the journey I didn't know I was on. And then now I, I meditate. Uh, I try to, I try to really be in tune with myself and listen to myself. Mm -hmm. uh, I really into the idea of that alignment of mind, body, and soul mm -hmm. that we we talk about quite a bit collectively. And yeah. I th I believe that you know we have to, and and I think there's this aspect of of being in tune with myself from a spiritual perspective, and also figuring out how I do that as I walk through this reality we all share every day. I'm really interested in that intersection between our spiritual life and our our shared reality with everybody else as well. I I remember when I first started paying attention to my intuition, I was like, this is the spiritual part of me and this is the rest of me. Yeah. <laughs> and then it got to the point where I was like, I can't pretend that I'm I have an on and off switch for my intuition. So yeah, I, I completely understand that because it's like I see the small self doing the small self things like having my cup of chai and like that. And then when I have the opportunity and the awareness and awareness is a big part of it is like, Oh, I just did this thing that doesn't feel right. What is my body saying about it? What is my awareness of that thing that I just did that doesn't feel aligned? Like, uh, um, I, a simple thing, um, whenever I go grocery shopping, what I like to do and haven't made it a practice yet is to just activate my Merkaba and a toroidal field of unconditional love before I go in so I'm not taking on the energy of anyone else because um, I do that a lot, take on the energy of others. <laughs> no, I, I get that. I. I grew up, I've always been an empath. I think mm -hmm. I, I realized that a bit even before I was kind of overt, more more overtly spiritual and consciously spiritual. Mm -hmm. um, but I was always able to feel other people's energy and what they're, you know, kind of have insight into who they are and, and what they were, where they were at. It's a, it's a hard thing to kind of move through life with if you don't have some boundaries with it. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's, a, very, it's a very difficult thing to... Um, because then you it leads you to a lot of internalization too, right? Mm -hmm. 
yeah and, and figuring out what's yours and what somebody else's is it's a thing yeah yeah so it's it's uh i like the idea of being able to put boundaries in place to help us out and and know that that's okay you know that it's okay to because I, I think take you you go back to that you're talking about grace and compassion and i think I think self-love is the first, Yeah. like the first rule, you know, I don't believe, I'm not big on rules or dogma, but I think, I think self-love is a good first starting place Yeah. to, for everyone, because it's, I don't think we're good. We're not, we're not any good to anybody else if we're not good for ourselves, Right. Yep. And I, I know as, as an empath as well, I was, my programming was to care for everybody else first. And then when everybody was taken care of, I'd usually get sick. And I've happily gotten on the other side of that and been like, I don't really want to get sick. So no, I'm not going to do this thing. But it took a long time for me to have that awareness of like, oh, wait, this doesn't feel good inside for me to do something that somebody else wants me to do. Why don't I just listen to what I need in this moment? Right. And that's, that's reinforced by our society that we're, we're taught to be heroes for others and there for others, but we're very rarely taught by our parents and teachers and our, our jobs. We're very rarely taught to take care of ourselves, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. and yet it's so critical Yeah. so I want to ask you about um, what was your journey in tapping into the universal consciousness that you experience more now Yeah, when when I had my kind of my moment of awakening or whatever you want to call it, I had this profound understanding of the oneness of everything. Like it was very clear to me. It was very warm, very loving kindness. Uh, that we're all. It's very pantheistic that we're all the same thing. Um, and I that kind of has been my my guiding uh, way forward. Is is how do I foster that and reach out and be in touch with that? Um, and you know, I like I said when it happened, I I wanted to understand it, so I read a lot and I try to rotate through uh, kind of all of the great human thought from around the world. Like I'll read something about Hinduism and then move on to Buddhism and then read about the Tao and indigenous. I, there's some indigenous. practices and faith that resonate with me that I don't practice, but I, I let inform my own practice and, Mm-hmm. uh, you know, paganism and, and even I, I think there's aspects of the mystic traditions of the Abrahamic faiths that are pretty, pretty valid as far as being, being useful to, to read about, Mm -hmm. um, and drop on. And I, I can, I think we're all saying very similar things. Yeah. Uh, And that to me is the oneness because we're there's all these different spiritual constructs and there's all these different faiths Mm -hmm. and philosophies, right? But we're all, even if you look at the Western philosophers, the Eastern philosophers, beyond spirituality, we're all saying the same, Yeah. the same thing. Yep. Um, that feels very one to me. It feels very uh kind of together. That's kind of the idea is if I can I can I go out there and talk to people about that? Because that will bring us together. Mhm. Mm and how do you embody it?
<laughs> that's uh that's a good question. <laughs> I think we have to we have to live who we are and we have to show we have to show ourselves who we are and then I think it's really helpful that we live authentically and show other people who we are. Mm-hmm. And it's not arguing with strangers on the internet, you know, which has been extremely freeing. <laughs> um <laughs> it's not arguing with family at Thanksgiving or Christmas cuz that doesn't get us anywhere. Right. If I, if I, you know, I, I'm not into politics anymore. I used to be. Me uh, too. But if I go to my neighbor, and we have, we have, say, we disagree on 10 percent of things, philosophies mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. we're, we're probably going to agree on 90 percent. Like we both want to be healthy. We want our children to be safe. Our communities to be happy. You know, we want all these things. And so why would we get focused on that 10% we just dis- we disagree on when we're we're all humans then I and I I believe that we are we're dividing each other on on issues that could be really important to us but it's not who we are we're all humans you know it's we're all we're all in this together and I and it's not just humans. It's it's that transcendent idea that we're we're the you know we're the other animals and we're the plants and we're Earth we're Gaia right like we're mm-hmm. you know we're we're all um, we are in nature we are we're all nature we right. are nature so right. I think I embody it by living it in this like meaningful authentic way for myself and then being able to show whoever happens to be around me, that that's who I am. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. I have a, it's, it's, for me, it's amusing. I, I love hiking. That's one of my big things. And since I've been open to that awareness of plants and trees and rocks and boulders are all, and earth is all one with me, my hiking patterns have changed so I talk to cedars and um, cedars love talking to me. And so I'll be on a trail and all these little cedars, like the little ones like this big, will start talking to me. And I'll have to like, I don't have to, I get to stop and say, just touch them and say hi to them. And so I used to be a fast hiker. I got to be the last. Right. And if I'm with anyone, I have to be like, you go first. Because, you know, I'm just connecting on that deeper level to see the energies and feel the energies of all that is that we are all innately connected with. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, we're all energy and we are all connected. Uh, We all come from the same thing. We're all stardusts and we all started out from the same point, you know, whether that's the big bang or whatever you believe from a creation perspective, but even scientifically or anthropologically, if you look at what we see on earth now, I mean, essentially we know scientifically that we all walked out of Africa together. We started in the same spot in, in East Africa and, and, and we all walked out. So we were all the same thing. We were the same tribe. And that was a long time ago. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But that's a one thing. That's a oneness. There's a oneness there to that. I think. Yeah. There definitely is because like when we tune in, like one of my, one of my favorite practices um, is the heart math, like tuning in 
to my heart connection so I can connect with you. And what I find is when I'm present to that, before I have any interaction with somebody, I just call it in, that becomes so much more meaningful um, because then I can, I know that I'm feeling you in addition to hearing you. And that resonates so much more deeply than me because then I'm actually making that connection of the oneness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you, it's kind of a uh, pop culture and whatnot, but I, you know, I, I, when I saw avatar for the first time, right. You know, mm -hmm. and it's like when, when they say, I see you, you know, mm -hmm. and that goes back into other, you know, uh, spiritual traditions and base spiritual ideas you know it's like i see you and it's not like i see you but i see you right mm -hmm. like i see the essence of you mm -hmm. um yeah i think that's uh and it's it's i in in a world where i i have great hope and great faith in humanity and but we are in the digital age we've we've all moved away from our our our, our home communities mostly we, we we move out we go into the world now and but I still think we can have connection. Mm -hmm. We just have to be more intentional and aware about it mm -hmm. as, as it ever was, right? Intention yeah. and awareness can take us a long way. Mm -hmm. I completely agree because like I, I live in rural Oregon. And so when I have the opportunity to have a podcast, it's like I have a chance to connect and I don't know, it's just, it's just so much fun because then I know that deeper awareness that, you know, the the perception of being rural is, is just that. Yeah, it's, uh, I we can still have meaningful, authentic connection in digital age. It's, mm -hmm. uh, and it's amazing, you know, and there, and it's it's just about reaching out and deciding how we're going to use that that medium mm -hmm. to 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 talk with other people to connect with other people so i mean that's one of the reasons that uh you know when i kind of had my moment i was like oh like i want to create a, a nonprofit digital space where people can connect online spiritually mm. um yeah so talk I felt about like that some more yeah talk about that some more yeah well that was Part of when I had my moment of understanding or awakening or whatever, that was one of the things I kind of knew my purpose. I knew what my Dharma or higher purpose was, you know, mm -hmm. like I was like, oh, I'm going to go do this. This is what I'm supposed to do. Um, so I, you know, I did it. I worked every day and, and to make it happen over two years and uh, made it happen. And um, the idea was that that alignment of mind, body, soul, you know, that we talk about, mm -hmm. that there could be a place where we can you know, work together. And like, whether I'm kind of a, a universalist, ominous, I believe in the validity of whatever you want to believe. And mm -hmm. I think it's all valid. And I think within that, you have your own specific things that resonate with you. Mm -hmm. So we each have our own unique spiritual path. And I believe we should be empowered ourselves individually, but that we could practice that spiritual philosophy that we have or, or faith that we have side by side, even if we don't agree on it exactly what it looks like or mm -hmm. what the, uh, what the answers are based on our observations and our perspective. So I love um, that. it was really about, yeah, it was really about an open place, you know? Yeah. Because it really does like that, 
you're you're speaking to a deeper part of me because when I was little, I didn't understand what separation was. Like I talked to animals, like I, I was really connected with the earth and and then I was taught that there is and it it never never resonated with me it was like why why i don't i don't get it so i spent way too much time in academic in academia trying to figure out the why intellectually because that's yeah i grew up in southwest connecticut in fairfield county so like <laughs> academia was a big thing and so that's the route i thought that i needed to take and then i get there i do the ultimate thing and write a dissertation and I still don't have the answer. I'm like, so it's not intellectual. It's got to come through here. Yeah. I, I love, I love that you talk about that and I love that you have that background. I, thank you. One of the books I read that really re resonated with me is it's the father of quantum physics is Max Planck. And mm -hmm. he wrote a book called the philosophy of physics and it was a very spiritual book and he in it he he talks about and he doesn't have this quote's not in the book but it's it's a separate quote of his but he basically says at some point that scientists know consciousness exists mm -hmm. and everything they see everything they they know postulates consciousness and they know that that matter probably sits on top of consciousness but they can't even at the quantum level they can't prove it they can't you know, and so it's like this, this, this thing. And so even from an academic perspective, because I see science and spirituality is very intertwined, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in academia, you know, and, uh, there's this thing out there that, you know, will help you solve for X, but it's not always necessarily through the microscope. Right. Right. I, I, I feel that so deeply. I, I, so my left brain, former news junkie, when I started studying consciousness, totally, I, I can't do quantum mechanics. That I'm not mathematical enough for that, but like the concepts and the philosophy and the, the awareness of quantum physics, I geek out about that. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, so, you know, because I'm on a camera, I can see what's behind me, but technically I can't until I turn around and see, and then something else is behind me. So it doesn't exist until right. I focus on it. And that breaking down of like, oh, focus is that intense because, you know, when the quarks, they're all floating yeah. around like this until you focus on it and then it becomes something and realizing how, how amazingly profound thought is and how that interconnectivity of, subconscious influencing our thoughts which influences what shows up for us is just i don't know it geeks me out <laughs> yeah it's it's you know it's really interesting to think about and you know the fact that just observing observing an experiment changes the outcome of mm -hmm. it it may be slight it may be, but it, those slight things matter and i have you know i have great respect for academics i have great respect for scientists i think i think we live in a pretty cool world yeah, um, and a lot of that's because of them. But I think, you know, being able to look out and, and look at the metaphysical part of it is is really important. And mm -hmm. yeah, I was I was reading a uh 
last year it was a book on uh, a woman philosopher from the the 1600s and the introduction by the the Cambridge philosophy professors that were writing the book basically said that you know there's a lot of, of advancement in science and technology that's come from that metaphysical you know occult and al alchemist uh you know thought mm -hmm. has advanced science and technology over the years over the centuries Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, even create creativity or, or things like science fiction, advanced science, because, Mm -hmm. you know, these authors, these authors, these artists think of these things, right? Yeah. And then science goes out and does it, you know, Right. um, I think that's pretty cool, too. I think it is too, because they're pulling from consciousness, right? So it Yeah. clearly exists in some realm and they're just bringing it into form in their books And like Isaac Asimov, um, everything he thought of, like how, like both scientists and science fiction writer, just fabulous um, being. And, you know, how, how, I don't know why this is coming in, but like Carl Sagan, I remember watching him as a, I'm older than you, so I'm like <laughs> dating myself, but like as a little one, he was on PBS and he was trying to Sure. describe the third and the fourth dimension or any, any used two and three as his base of comparison. So like in two dimensions, you can see right and left and back and forth, but you can't see up and down. And somebody from the third dimension who can see up and down is saying, hey, look up, look up. And, and the two dimensional
when you believe things change. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you know, even if you watch Ted Lasso, right. You kind of get right. that. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. It's <clears throat> what I find, um, really amazing is it's it, it's so i'm innately curious sure and that curiosity when it's channeled as opposed to becoming obsessive compulsive which was my whole phd experience um <laughs> when it's still that innocent curiosity it is amazing what i hear and sense and feel Yeah, I, I and well, that's and that's about learning, expanding our worldview, learning something every day, mm -hmm. and deciding how how that fits in with with how we feel and sense the universe, mm -hmm. and the why matters. I mean, I, and I think that's one reason I want to talk to as many people as possible about my journey and share have other people share their journey is mm -hmm. because it's not just that you can ask different questions; you can ask the same questions in different ways, and you find different answers. And you find better answers to, you know, to stuff you thought you understood. I, and if the, you know, if the universe, I don't believe in absolutes, really. Mm -hmm. I think the only absolute that I probably believe in is change or motion because the universe is yep. always changing. Yep. We're always changing. The universe is always in motion. I feel like it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so that means the answer is probably changing. Oh, you know, yeah. the, so I, I like that idea of always learning, always asking why. I used to ask why in the army all the time. They hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I I usually got in trouble for my whys. But you know, that speaks to that innate quest for for expansion. Um I don't I, I looked at my resume a couple of years ago and I don't recognize that person. Because I'm not that, I mean, yes, there are aspects of me, but, and I'm like tuning in because like there's so many different paths I just heard at the same time. Um, allowing myself to love those aspects of me while realizing that I'm not really connected with them anymore is real, because I can't identify myself as anything. Like I, I, I'm, a multidimensional spirit living in a body who has all these really cool gifts I get to experience every day, depending on the day. Trying to put that on a piece of paper doesn't really make sense to many people. Yeah. Like, who am I, right? Right. The, 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 age, the, the spiritual question, the, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not my job. I'm not my, I'm not my name. I'm not my body. I'm not my hobbies. I'm not any of these things. Right. So mm -hmm. like, I'm a lot of stuff. I am every, you know, I am that, right? Like, I right, right, so, right. Yeah. And that's the fun part of like dissolving that sense of, of trying to understand in this what we are is really, really fascinating. Yeah. And it's, I, I, I for me, it's really just about just, uh, Cause you get all these different, cause you, you, it's, it's, you, you talk about being a podcaster and you get to interview all these interesting people. Right. And mm -hmm. that's, that's great. Cause you get to expand what you know and, and different perspectives, perspective being everything. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, cause we're the observer. And so right. our perspective really matters. 
and I, I feel the same way, you know, as even as a guest going on different podcasts, talking to people, I get the similar, uh, it's a similar experience. It's, it's rich to be able to come and say, Oh, here's my story. And here's what I'm trying to tell the world or, or have a conversation with about the world. But mm -hmm. you get all these other perspectives and you're like, Oh, I want to write that down. I want to, you know, <laughs> want to look into that. Oh yeah. I, you know, it's it, one of the unintended consequences, which I love is that almost everyone I've interviewed, I'm like, can we stay in touch afterwards? Because I'm just, yeah. I'm just so enjoying the experience of, of the connectivity. And I mean, I've had my podcast for five years with two years of intermittency because internet access in rural California was a thing. Totally understand. <laughs> but, um, you know, when I was guided to start it back up again last year, I was like, okay, um, what do you want me to do? And they're like, I was guided to Podmatch and I was blown away by how many people want to connect with me and share their stories and, you know, inform. So one of the things that I've wanted, my intention for my podcast is to talk to people about their spiritual journeys to help listeners on theirs. And so to be able to have this platform to help people find themselves, I mean, I yes. don't have any attachment to that, but it's really just a gift that, that source is bringing through me. My self is bringing through me because of my past experiences. I get to do this and it's like, this is so beautiful. And I don't know, it's just, Tickles my fancy. <laughs> yeah, same. No, I, I think we're on, we're, we, I think we have very similar, sounds like we have very similar, like dharmic experiences, like our mm -hmm. purposes here in this, in this world. Uh, yeah, I, I just want people to, to be able to help themselves know that they're whole inside, whether they see it or not. Mm -hmm. I have a very similar take on things is that how do you, how do we get that message out to people so that they can, uh, like I said, be empowered within themselves and, mm -hmm. uh, be who they be who they need to be who they want to be you know mm -hmm. and i think that for me it goes to that's kind of breaking people out of that cycle of that conveyor belt of society i call it the stream of unconsciousness that mm. it pulls it pulls us downstream it's kind of warm it's easy it's not you know and you just float on it and just kind of float along and it's but it's not very deep. You can just kind of stand up and look around and be like, oh, there's all this stuff around me that's really beautiful. It's really cool. No one ever told me about it. <laughs> my parents didn't teach me, teach me about it. My teachers didn't tell me. My coworkers mm -hmm. or my boss, my job didn't tell me. And so how do we get out? How do we how do we get out of that stream of unconsciousness, that yeah. conveyor belt of just kind of like floating along in society and see that there's like, what are my values? What are my beliefs? What do I want to be? What do I want to do? Mm -hmm. How do I do that? Right. Because that, that's scary, like shaking out of that uh, that unconsciousness of just being, well, doing rather than being, um, right. and stepping into that, what do I feel like do, being, like what do I feel like, yeah. like, or being this, like, so example, like you and I are having a conversation, right? That's one layer. I am breathing in consciousness. You are breathing in consciousness. 
our energy fields, which are separate from the bodies, are connected. And then because we're carrying this message, it's having a ripple effect on consciousness in some way. Regardless yeah. of who, regardless of who else listened to it, because when two or more are gathered, we affect change. Yeah, that that exchange of energy and that exchange of like every action has an equal and opposite reaction or whatever, right? Like, and that's that cause and effect idea, right? Like you, mm-hmm. you know, I read I read philosophy and sometimes theology or or spiritual concepts on cause and effect, right, and causality, and you, mm-hmm. you think about like what started first, like the creation of the universe, the universe always was, and you know, but it's this idea that all this stuff has happened before us Mm -hmm. that has led us to do what we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. It's kind of this amazing thing of all the things that had to happen before us for us to be able to be doing what we're doing now. And what we're doing is changing what will happen. Right. You know. Oh yeah. It's, It's amazing. It's amazing. Like the, the, even in the, brief period of time that zoom has been on okay it's only been what seven eight maybe ten years i don't know um how that shifted so i can do all these cool things that i couldn't have done um and how that's going to shift over time i mean are we going to even need podcasts are we just going to be connecting to consciousness to have conversations it's just i don't know it's just trippy to see the possibilities it really is (laughs) so i'm going to ask one more question okay and that question is how do people find you i uh sorry sorry we uh we have our main website it's uh Kishar.org. It's K-I-S-H-A-R.org. And that is the entrance to our spiritual community. And it has links for uh, one-on-one spiritual guidance and coaching as part of the nonprofit. And uh, it's got all of our socials. We have a pretty cool YouTube channel that you can find through that as well. Awesome. John, thank you so much for your beingness, for your work in the world, for your openness to remembering who you are and for your time. I am so, so grateful for being on this planet with you. Yeah, same, Sophia. And thank you uh, for having me on. And I I definitely appreciate the message of your show and, and what you're putting out in the world as well. So thank you so much. Thank you. Can you help me redefine Truth and preservation of our soul shine I can feel it, yours and mine Close your eyes and witness it inside In your bones, you will know Trust and let go and let it flow